Monday night on Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the nerds to come out. Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin to the contrary You'll find it there quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library Look at me, I'm white and nerdy You're listening to Nerd Wave Radio Hey, welcome to Nerd Wave Radio Right here on Blog Talk Radio In the road less traveled I'm Derek, this is Terry Howdy. We are uh, two weeks in a row here yeah, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. No, nobody's been sick. There's no uh, appointments coming up. So. That's exactly right. Nothing was happening on Monday night. It is Monday night, May 4th, 2000. Oh. And what? Is it not 2015? Yes, it is. But got to say it. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th. Sounds like you're lifting. With you. <laughs> it's a Jedi with that's a, a great, That's a great uh, episode. On a Big Bang Theory? Yes. May the 4th? May yeah. the 4th. <laughs> See, I don't catch on to that that uh, that much because um, I hate Star Wars. Oh. I, I said it. <laughs> I just said it. I don't That's hate not... Star Wars. I don't but hate it. This is a big day in theory. Star Wars lore. Uh, May the 4th yep. be with you. I'm looking forward to the new movie. I am not. To I it. don't care. Oh, I am. I will go see it. I want to see how Disney does. <laughs> Disney's doing it. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly so, right. I, I saw they have the cute little round robot. So yes. that's a Disney touch for sure. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by going to nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Tell us how much you hate us because I don't like Star Wars. I don't know. I think probably most people are saying to themselves, how in the world can a guy do a nerd wave radio and and not like Star Wars? That is a, that's a, a valid good, point. That's a valid a, point. It's a valid point. <laughs> because that's, that's the thing that we talk about all the time. What exactly qualifies you to be a nerd? Well, I don't know. I don't think you have – you can't like everything. I probably stepped on some toes right there. You, yeah, but yeah, yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have your favorites. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I, I'm, I, I'm Star Trek. I, I think. See, Trek. I am Star Trek too. I am I'm a huge Next Generation fan. I've seen them all. Yeah. Seen them all. If you do want to find out more things about Nerdwave Radio, you can do that uh, by going to nerdwaveradio.com. Nerdwaveradio.com. All things nerdy on there. All things about us. The new YouTube uh, from last week's show is on. Uh, you can listen to Blog Talk Radio from nerdwaveradio.com. Uh, you can check out all the other nerd uh, websites that we have, nerdbasters.com, uh, Bloody Disgusting. Last week we talked about uh, Just Nerdy or something like that. I can't remember yeah. what it was. This week I've got another uh, website that we're going to be talking about. We'd like to share all the nerd, wave, or the nerd uh, websites with you. And, uh, yeah, you can always check out our schedule, do all kinds of things. You can also follow us on Facebook at Nerdwave Radio. Check that out. You can follow uh, things that we're looking at. You can also listen to the show straight from uh, Facebook. Also, if you want to check us out on your mobile device, just go to m.nerdwaveradio.com. A whole bunch of social things 
social media that you can check us out on. That's a lot to keep track of. It is a huge amount to keep track of, but I do it. <laughs> you do. Last week we talked, uh, what did we talk about? What did we talk about? We talked about Age of Ultron. Yes, we talked about I another... still have not seen. I have seen Age of Ultron. And uh, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But last week we started something brand new, and uh, <laughs> we really blew it. We did not really, but it was it was fun. Uh, but we're going to try and get it uh, trying to get it better this week. Super fight the super fight cards. Uh, we did these last week, and we weren't really sure who won except you got France and screwed up the whole thing. Yeah, well so, how can you how can you, as a continent how can you do pretty well, much anything? I I don't know. So what we're going to do is um if I can remember this right, Super Fight Cards, Harry Marlowe, guy who used to be in charge here at Nerdwave Radio, uh with Harry Marlowe gave us this package of Super Fight Cards. This is a huge big deal in the nerd realm uh for some people. Some people it's not, but here's what we're going to do. Pick just pick a black card. We're gonna we're just gonna pick a black card. Just any card. Pick a card. Any card. <laughs> Don't tell me what it is. Just pick it. Tell me if you had it before. And then we're gonna try and, and as long as it's not France. That's that's exactly right. Okay. So now you've got uh, some sort of a, uh, I guess a weapon. So pick a white yeah. card. Pick a white card. I'll take that one. I'm, right gonna, there. I'm gonna take this one right here. Okay. Um, I'm going to take another one because I have absolutely no idea what that is. Okay, I got that. I'm going to pick a, and pick a blue card. The type of bird. <laughs> pick a blue card. Okay. So now you've got probably a place, mm-hmm. a person, and some sort of weapon. Weapon. I do. I'm going to tell you what I am. <laughs> I am on. This is important too, and I think these go hand in hand. I think I got you here. <laughs> because I've know. already figured out how these things go together. I am on Mars Colony, okay? I am a sushi a sushi chef. <laughs> sushi chef armed with a really really bright laser pointer. <laughs> I think I've got you. No, I I've already figured out how I've got this one. What do you have? I am deep in the Amazon rainforest. Okay. I am a grizzly bear, uh, and I throw water balloons filled with acid. Okay. Now, the thing with Super Fight is, the thing that you try and do is to figure out who possibly could win. I think this is a, a so simple, because uh, obviously I would win. One, because you can't throw a balloon filled with acid all the way to Mars. <laughs> right? Well, that's but true. But as a... Sushi chef, I am not. I, I am so skilled in like the finer cuttings. I would take my really, really, really bright laser pointer and slice you up all the way from Mars. <laughs> I would have to be a bright laser pointer. It says right here. It t- uses two <laughs> words: really, really. <laughs> it does. Really, so, really bright. So I think that I. The only problem is. I don't think those laser pointers are very powerful enough to maybe cut up. Yeah. So as with, I think, this this game all the time, I would call it a draw. We would be happy yeah. to stay where we're at, much like last week when I was a group of piranhas who decided to stay in the ocean, and you were King Arthur 
who is happy to stay on the deserted island. Right. You stay on land, I stay on water, and we'll live happily ever after. There you after. go. So you stay on Mars, I'll stay deep in the Amazon rainforest. And we will live happily Do ever. Do they have grizzly bears in the rainforest? I don't think so. Absolutely not. Well, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't throw water balloons. <laughs> Where would they get the acid? I don't know. Where would they get the water balloons? Who taught them how to throw? What's going on in the Amazon that we don't know about? <laughs> I'd be more where your piranhas would be at. Exactly. That's how you play Super Fight. Today was a draw. Last week I won because France, which Terry was. Uh, I was a continent. You gave up. Absolutely <laughs> gave up. He gave up. Again, you are listening to Nerdwave Radio. I'm Derek. This is Terry beside me, and we are talking today about something that I think most people in nerddom don't really know about, minus, minus, minus comic books, okay. minus graphic novels, okay? We're going to talk about science fiction literature. Oh, Actual literature. Remember the old thing that used to do by reading? Remember that? <laughs> Now, books? I do know this about you. You are a voracious reader. Yes. Love to read. You love to read. Is now, there... now I read on my iPhone. Okay, now you just okay. ruined it. Well, because no, I still to... love giving a choice. I'd rather have a book. Yeah. But, but I read on my nook. Okay, yeah. Um, but when I'm out and about, you know, this is easy. I'm killing time at the doctor's office. I gotta, It makes it so much easier, I must admit. What is the genre that uh, that you read most of all? Probably science fiction. Okay. Fantasy. I asked my wife, in preparation of this show, mm-hmm. I asked her, what do you consider science fiction literature to be? What, what has to be in science fiction literature? Because I believe that most, I, I think most nerds, I think we've got most nerds here Except for the huge Tolkien fans, which I am, right? C.S. Lewis fans, I would say most science fiction nerds are into the movies, into the comic books, right? into the graphic novels. To right. pick up a book, even nowadays, I'll bet you most of the nerds will say, yes, I read Tolkien when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I was made to for a... English project. Okay, or or the Hobbit, or or the Chronicles of Narnia, um, any of those. But to read things like Coma, or uh, you know some of those Jurassic other ones, Park. and uh, Jurassic Park. So what I asked her was, what exactly do you consider a science fiction book to be about? What has to be in a science fiction literature, and is that different than what a science fiction movie is? Oh, I don't think so. No, it's the I, same? I would say they're the same. You got to pretty much have the same elements. Okay, let me let me ask you this then, because this is what I ask her: Is and we have them up here. Tolkien is Tolkien's Lord of the Rings science fiction literature? No, Why? I'd say fantasy. What's the difference? What is um, the difference? Well, my uh, fantasy is something that, you know, uh, dragons, wizards, whatnot, aren't really, aren't real. Whereas science fiction is stuff that is plausible, that could be. 
Oh, okay. Although some, some, you know, it, it'll it'll push the limit sometimes. You'll have science fiction that pushes it into fantasy. Is the Blob science fiction? Yes, because he came from outer space, or it. And that I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. And that's and that's more plausible than a dragon. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> See, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't. I don't get that. Not well, I don't know if it's not that I want to beat but... not that I want to beat a dead horse. But I'm going to beat a dead horse with this. Okay. Then then we got into a discussion about this whole idea of mythology. Right. And I had told you and we talked about this after our show last week. Uh, a good friend of mine, Harry Marlowe, used to be on Nerdwave Radio here with me, uh, loves to talk about the mythology of Star Wars. Now, is that meaning like what it's based on? Based on that's stuff? that's what I that's what I don't know. You have obviously Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, and when you use the word mythology for that, I think that's very understandable. Yeah. Right. Yes. When we think of mythology, we think of um, uh, uh, some sort of of unbelievable or, or you know, non plausible beginnings of how something came about. Right. That's the mythology of it. You could think of uh, here Clash of the Titans. Yeah, definitely Greek mythology. Greek mythology. How did things come about? I, you know, that's 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 pretty. So easy. then, would the let's see the the episodes one, two, and three, or would those be kind of the building of the mythology? The of... building of a mythology. And and so what I did was I went to find out on Google because Google knows everything. What exactly <laughs> is the definition of mythology? And it said, a collection of such stories, mythology is a vital feature of every culture. Various origins for myths have been proposed, ranging from personification of nature, personification of natural phenomenon, to truthful or hyperbolic accounts of historical events, to explanations of existing ritual. So a mythology tells us why we act the way that we do. Right. How something came about. How something came about. And there's no doubt that within Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, there is a mythology. There is no doubt within uh, within C.S. Lewis, there is a mythology right. of how Narnia came about. Right. We were talking last week about Tolkien's uh, works afterwards, after he died and his son Christopher took over, uh, the mythology of the Silmarillion. Yes. So, when, when you and and we also talked about how Tolkien uh, yearned for England to have a mythology, and it, and it didn't. It, it just didn't. And so he wanted to create a mythology. Well, now what would like uh, King Arthur be? King Arthur was a... actually stole from France oh. before they gave up. Okay, probably <laughs> they gave it to England. <laughs> That's a big mishmash. King Arthur and, and well, that's right. I have read where that where they think that's it is, it is yeah. a big mishmash of of French mythology. England really didn't have its own mythology, but you think of certain places around the world that you think of could have a mythology. You think of Scotland and Ireland yeah. and deep in the moors of 
of uh, back in the times of the knights and and a mythology of how right. England came about. Of course, America doesn't have a mythology. No. We just left from England and came over, and it, it's not old enough to have a mythology. Right, right. What about Robin Hood? Or is that that's more modern time? That's, that was just a story. That was just that's just oh. a story. Never um, mind. Yeah. But you get into reading these these science fictions, and it's easy for me to tell the difference between, for example, uh, Stephen King. So yeah. A lot of Stephen King literature. Do you read Stephen King? I used to, not so much anymore. Is that science fiction? No. Well, what is no. that? Um, his is more of a horror type thing. Okay. But okay, so that's a horror genre. Well, he had, he had some kind of science fiction one. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the books. You know, I think the Cowboy Kid or the Colorado Kids, yeah. which um is now a show called. It's not Fringe. It's another show. That I can't remember, but it's based on the Colorado kids. And there's stories, uh, they're, they're, what they basically are, are stories of of this paranormal phenomenon. Right. Is it is it safe to say, is it too easy to say, is it wrong to say, that science fiction has to have some sort of science element to it? I think so. So is that but, what makes it part of that? I looked it up here. Yeah. Um, science fiction, fiction based on imagined future scientific or technological advances and major social or environmental changes. Okay. Frequently so the, portraying space or time travel and life on other planets. So it's something but, much like Star Trek The Next Generation that yeah. we look at and say, yeah. okay, this is the way that it could be. Right, right. This is exactly the thing that Roddenberry thought about when he when he thought about this utopian world right. or utopian universe that these these federations of planets had, and and we had uh, phasers, and we have uh, no need for money. We have these starships that can fly, uh, you know, nine times, ten times the speed of light. Right. So it has to have that element to it. Otherwise, so. it's fantasy. Yes, there has to be this possibility that it. Just, I a could slight, be, slight possibility. Back to the future <laughs> in my hoverboard. Right, there's, there's a possibility the, that could happen. It it did. It there is a hoverboard. Well, they do. Yeah, they have a hoverboard yeah. now. So science fiction in the reading of science fiction then is reading of things that could. B. Right. Whereas fantasy and mythology is the reading of things that have been. I, I think so. Or usually. could have been. Yeah, because it could have been. Isn't it just as plausible to say if there's, you know what, that there, there, there could have been be. dragons? Exactly. Yes, it's, it's entirely plausible. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. You seen the dragons on Game of Thrones? I've seen stills. I've only just started watching them. I'm, I'm only up to like my, I think, season, or not season. I'm, I'm still in the first season. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jon Snow knows nothing. Uh, no, absolutely See, now I get most, most of my stuff is from memes that I catch on the internet. So. And here's the thing. It's basically medieval porn. Yeah, that's I did what catch game, that. That's what Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's probably why so, it's so popular. But what I'm saying is, it, is it easier to believe that we could, when you're reading these stories, and 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 I don't know, 
you know, the, it, it, whether it's a, a money-making deal or not, but there are Star Wars books. Right. There are Star Trek books. Yep. Next generation books that you can you can pick up and you can read of actual episodes and episodes that that never aired. Right. Right. There's stories. There's yeah. stories that that fit into the Star Trek Next Generation yes. universe. Correct. And it is easier for you to pick one of those up and read and believe that there might be a starship that somehow flies ten times the speed of light, but there could have never been dragons. Pretty much. Well, I'd like. There's always a part of you that likes to think there were dragons at one point. That's my point <laughs> on the reading of science fiction. Isn't science fiction literature to get you to think about those things that could be? Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the that's the excitement of it. I yeah. love, We always love to see in Star Trek The Next Generation how they explained these things, or you read it, you know, even even the blob, even even books, and I'm not even sure if it was a book, but obviously it's published, War of the Worlds, the, the radio program that came on. People <laughs> yeah. believed that that was happening with Orson Welles, and, and there right. was always this, it, it's, it, this, this love of literature that says this comes from outer space, or zombies we've talked about before is that science fiction i think that's more horror that's horror yeah and there is this belief that this could somehow come about but yet people sometimes get turned off on the mythology of it and of course as as harry marlowe was saying that, that he believes that that star wars that really there can't be one without the other I mean, isn't it? Is doesn't everything come from a beginning? Doesn't everything have a mythology? It doesn't matter how far you've gone in time. Right. There is a mythology of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Doesn't there have to be? They talk about it all the time. They bring back because Picard incessantly loves Shakespeare. Loves, right. loves the the mythology of the of the Henrys of the Kings of the yeah. War of the Roses that built on built on built on built on until it got to a point that we now have starships that fly ten times the speed. Right. So in a way, I guess my question is: Are we now the mythology of futuristic science fiction? And is, oh, yeah, and is so. that what draws us to it? Oh, yeah. It's always evolving. Um, is it the science part that you like? Is that what, is that yeah, what the well, nerds just, yeah. is that what the nerds like is the science part? Of I would it? say so, yeah, because I, I like the, the, uh, the ideas that they – I love the, the idea of the holodeck. Out. Yeah. That one thrills me beyond measure. But um, and then just the way that they'll even explain how this could work, you actually realize they actually think faster than light speed is possible now. NASA is actually looking at that. NASA only NASA. <laughs> and only because of Star Trek. Do you remember? Possibly. Do you remember the fly? Oh yeah, the original or uh, the one I, with, I know both. So. With uh, what was it, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. That was a good one. That's a good one. That's science fiction. Yeah. Yes. 
because he was working with a teleporter. It, it, that whole idea of the teleporter. And, of course, that fits into Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. uh, uh, so much. because, And it, I, I think one of the things that really draws people to science fiction is just what we've been talking about, that idea of being able to read and somehow fall into this imagination or this imaginative world to think that someday I may see this. Right. I but, hope too. I but yet with mythology, I'm never going to get a chance to see a dragon again. Right. Unless it happened to be on another world. <laughs> Which would fall under science fiction. True. Which so is, there have been plenty of stories. If like Tolkien's that. world wouldn't have been built around the Shire and the 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 long yearnings of England gone by, but yet on another world called Kronos or right. another world called Vulcan or another world called Romulus, <laughs> then perhaps it would be science fiction. Because we could still someday go to that planet. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, and, I would say, yeah, that classifies it as science fiction. It's on another world now. And that's all we did to the story. Yeah, just moved it to a different we planet. We just moved it to a different <laughs> planet, and now we've changed its genre. That doesn't seem right to me. I know. It does seem a little backwards, doesn't it? <laughs> I've now know. talked you out know. of it. I don't know. I'm so, so confused now. <laughs> what I really wanted to ask you about was just this different this differentiation between reading and seeing. So so let's take some science fiction that you've read. And and we're not talking comic books here. We're not talking the Avengers. Yeah, we're talking books. We're not talking Age of Ultron, which we'll get to after the break. Um we're talking about a book maybe that's been turned into a movie. An older book, science fiction that you've read, that that they made a movie of. Well, uh, one you just spoke of, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise one, or the black and white one. I think actually it was it was color. Was it color? They were both color. Yeah. They were it was, both uh, color. Nineteen fifty four, nineteen sixty three. Do you remember? I know that there, and I don't know the story, but I know that you've seen it. I don't know if it was a book or a story. But I know it was an old black and white movie because I've seen them both. I can't remember the name of it, but it, the the newest one had Keanu Reeves in it, and he came. Oh, the day the earth stood still. The day that was his name Gorp Garp, uh, not not um, Keanu Reeves, but the big giant. The big giant was uh, <laughs> Gort. Gort. G O R T. Gort. Gort. Yeah. Was that just a movie, or was that the day the earth stood still? Was that a book? I think it was just a movie. Okay. I don't remember ever reading the book. So, so so let's talk about War of the Worlds. Okay. Did you read that? Yes, I read it. And for me, the reason I always think a book is better than the movie is I get more out of my imagination, imagining these these people going through this, and, and you know, and I can hear their voices. Mm-hmm. Although honestly, after I watch the movie, their voices sometimes will become, you know, uh, Gandalf's voice exactly. becomes Gandalf's right. voice. Right. Right. And and a movie kind of ruins that for you a little bit, a little simply bit. because, especially like Lord of the Rings, uh, I did it in a backwards way. I saw the movies first and loved them so much and right. went back and read the books, fell in love with the books, absolutely loved the books. Right. Um, and yet when I went back, it was impossible not to hear Gandalf. 
right. not to hear, right. you know, not and, and to some hear of them Ian have been McKellen. good. Uh, you know, um, uh, Ian McKellen did a great Gandalf. I love his voice. So that one didn't ruin yeah. anything for me. There've been a few though. Um, I can't remember. Well, which I still think is a good one. The original Batman with Michael Michael uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. That was absolutely horrible. Oh. Oh, well, I God, I, I kind of liked it, but I. Michael Keaton wasn't the best, I didn't think. No. But his voice, for me, threw off all the Batman comic books I'd ever read. It was like it just wasn't now, quite right. That's and so, so see, you came at it, you came at it from that which you read. Right. I never Expecting read comic something. books when I was a kid, but always have loved superhero movies. Right. Uh, I watched. I was introduced to to superheroes by watching them. Adam West. Right. Um. Uh, what's his name as uh, the, even the black and white as Superman, um, uh, Spider Man in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. What was his George Reeves? Yeah, George Reeves. George that's Reeves that, was the guy one. who yes. played Superman. Um, and so I, I never read. I don't think I've. I, I don't think I've ever read science fiction. I love mythology. Right. And so I love to read mythology, but but you read a lot of science fiction, mm-hmm. and and I think it is that point that, and I don't know if that's the nerd part about it, and I'm not sure if that's that's why sometimes uh, you will say, and most people will say, God, the book was so much better, because the movie has now uh, boxed in that character. Yeah. Right. Thor is, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, okay. Tony Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and but he does it good. <laughs> he does. He I gotta does. admit, he he plays a great Tony Stark. <laughs> but there are other ones, just like which Batman is? They they change it so much. Am I Adam West? Am I Michael Keaton? Am I George Clooney? Am I Val Kilmer? Am I uh, Christian Bale? Um. Am, am I? Oh God, forbid! Am I Ben Affleck? <laughs> I'm still. I want to see his. I mean, he's got the chin. I'm hoping he can see, pull it me, off. See, for me, the movie Batman is Christian Bale. I'm Batman. I mean, that's right. He is, he, he's he the good. one he did that, okay. that that I like. Tony Stark. I love Iron Man. Yeah. I love the slot machine Iron Man. Uh, if you've never played it, it's so fun. Oh, I never. <laughs> oh, you've never played the slot oh, machine. I thought that was like a character for a minute that I missed. What? <laughs> no, it, you know, like Cripple so you like Creek. like a transformer? <laughs> no, it's so fun because the big jackpot comes. Remember the line from the first movie? That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it, and it's worked out so far. And he says, right. "I introduce or I I give for your proposal the Jericho." And all these missiles comes down; they all turn yeah. wild. It's just it's uh, there are more and more superhero slot machines now because that's the big well, thing. Yeah, that's the big thing. That's the big thing, and they do all these neat things. But I've always been I've always felt like I could look at a book and see science fiction, right? So what I asked my wife was this: nowadays, uh, YA books are so big, and my wife loves to read them. Oh, the young adults. Yes. <laughs> I'm what? sorry. Young adults. <laughs> A yabba. <yacht. laughs> but um but what about like Hunger Games? Is that science fiction? Yes. What about okay, 
So that's that's because it's the future. Because it's the future, kind of a dystopian future, but it's the future. Okay, insurgent. Uh, another dystopian future. Yes. And it, because of the science that exists yeah. within it. I think so. Yeah. Um, just the the plausibility of it as well. What if? Okay. What if they took the science out of it? What if it was the story of the future, but like just a normal war riddled, like oh, like oh. nuclear war had and shot them back to the Stone Age, but it's twenty three fifty two. I think that's still science fiction. But there's no science in it. What if it's the story of them just trying to survive by beating mm. each other with clubs? And now your dragons are mutants. Exactly. I think it's still science fiction. I got fiction. my I got my dragons. <laughs> you got your science. dragons. I think it's still science fiction though now, because they they've mutated. And that's again, a, that's a science. This discussion doesn't doesn't change anything in the love of um the love of reading science fiction or the right. love of reading mythology. But what I do hear in the nerddom out there is a lot of people fighting about those things, about the whole idea of oh that's not science fiction. That's Fantasy. Get your vocabulary right. 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 And it, it, I, I think my point is, when you read a book, whether whether it's reading Tolkien, or whether it's reading um, any any other type of science fiction, isn't it all still though open to the imagination? Don't you have because you because you don't know what a how a phaser works or what a phaser looks like. Uh, right. When you begin to read, right, you have to imagine that. In the same manner, you don't know what a dragon looks like. Right, you have to imagine it. You have to imagine that. And yeah. so, isn't isn't all fiction then just imagination? Oh well, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, whether it's science fiction, fantasy. And the only thing then that yeah, that gets you to decide one way or the other of what you like then is simply whether it's futuristic, right? Or his or or uh, set in medieval times or farther in, back. It's set in medieval times, right? Because what I what I get from this plausibility thing is besides the dragons, besides the other things. Mm-hmm. Mythology is based on the plausibility, though, of this could have been. This is how we got here. Right, right. And so so I don't see that there's a big, giant disconnect between science. Are you a crossover reader, or do you say, you know what, science fiction is my thing? Oh, no, I'm a crossover reader. I read everything. Anything I can get on my hands on just about. Well, that, and why? Well, well, not entirely it, true, but <laughs> what went wrong for that? And it, by that, what I mean is this: When did we lose that? When when the graphics got so good in novels, or 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 computer graphics got so good in movies? Because now you can, I can tell you, I can be told a story in two hours. Right. Instead when of, did we lose the love of reading? Because I think we have. Yeah, the younger generation. Well, I don't know. My my two daughters, two youngest ones, they love to read. Uh, they still do to this day. 
But they got that from you. Yeah, right? I think they got that from me. Yeah. And their mother. She reads. And I well. think a, a a lot of it is just gone. I hope not. That would be sad. Well, I think I think authors are clamoring right. to whatever society. That's why I think young adult is so. My wife loves young adults simply because they're easier to read. They're quicker. They're yeah. because they're they're written for the young adult. There's no big words in it. Right. And I don't care what you say. The Hobbit was written for for nine to twelve year olds, but the Lord of the Rings was not. Right. The Lord of the Rings is a tough, tough read. <laughs> it is. The Silmarillion. The Silmarillion is even harder. It's not something that a nine year old would pick up and get. And oh. yet now, though, we see. And I don't know if it's because of money. I don't know what it's because of. But young adult books, Insurgent, Hunger Games, The Vampire, oh my gosh, the uh, what was that, Twilight series. Twilight series. That just, people just went freaking nuts over that. Vampires were in. Yeah. And, and I think they've faded off, though. Thank heavens. <laughs> you know, and slowly but surely, if you look, our aliens are gone. Where'd they go? I mean, think of a think of a popular book series because everything has to be a series now. Nothing can be one. I book. have noticed that. I have noticed that it's always a, a trilogy or more. And of course, uh, with with J.K. Rowling coming in uh, through the Harry Potter series of taking us back to what you would consider a fantasy right world, right Harry Potter. And and the funny thing is though, and and see, I never understood that because. It, this fantasy world exists in the world today. It's not that Harry Potter was back in the the early oh, third I century. You. I got you. He was just in a hidden yeah he realm. If, you know, until he was a certain age, he lived uh, amongst the Muggles. I was gonna say, don't say normal because <laughs> yeah, he lived he lived a normal life amongst the Muggles, and so he's kind of wrapped. So is that fantasy? Yeah, I would say I would still call that one fantasy. Okay, so so there are these certain genres that people have, but everybody seems to be clamoring now, uh, author-wise, to be the next thing. Mm. Uh, it, it, you know, they're trying. Vampires, they were they were hot, and now and then, of course, you see Insurgent, like I was talking about. It really isn't different than Hunger Game. It's just kind of flipped, you know, a little bit. Whether it be Ender's Game or whether it be now, there was a book. That was that, a good one. Ender's Game. There was a couple movies that I saw that encouraged me to go back and read the book. Um, and one of them, uh, which was actually a series that I didn't know, and I, I'm not all the way through the series yet. Have you ever read The Giver? I have not. My daughter has. Did you ever see The Giver? I have not. My daughter Jeff, has. Jeff Bridges is in it, is and he? he's The Giver. All right, I think I think uh, Jenna said that, but I have not seen it. Have not read the book. Fantastic! I just well, a, that's another young adult, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would consider it a young adult. Yeah, but The Giver is kind of an older book. Well, see, I only just I only just started kind of reading those. Um, the uh, the The Hunger Games was actually my first one because I picked up the first, and I just I'd been hearing a lot about it. Uh huh. So, so you read it? Yeah. So I read it. Right. And I loved it. It was a great series. And my wife did that as well, as well as my son, uh, read all three books through in, in I think, a weekend. Oh, um, took me a little longer. Yeah, <laughs> just 
sit there and read them and read them and read them. I'm sure it was longer than that, but <laughs> but it seemed that way of of just and then went to see the movies. Right. Um, right. He knew that they were coming out and thought, okay, I'm going to read those. I always try to do that. If if the movie's coming out, I try to read the book first. And, uh, that's and just why, how I like And to why do it. is that? So I kind of so I have I I basically so I have preconceptions going. Okay, in. so so you yeah, and see and then, uh, we get back to J.K. Rowling and you get to the Harry Potters. Uh, I I I didn't want to see Harry Potter. I didn't really care about it at all until and then then it was you know okay. I need to know if my kids are, is this okay for my kids to read and everything? Right. So we watched the first movie together. Right. And that was it. I was hooked. Oh, <laughs> did and you read I, all the books? I've read every book probably. I have not read or, a single book. I think I've read every book at I've least all two or three times. I've watched all the movies, haven't read a single book. I've even listened to a couple of, I have probably listened to the Chamber of Secrets books, 20 times. Books on tape? Yep. Because working when I worked in Los Animas, um, it would have to drive back and forth all the time. Just one person reading it. They don't do voices, do they? Oh, they do voices. And then Harry said, "He does." Mother, please have another cup of soup. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's so good. Uh, I mean, I've never done a book on tape. Never felt one. Jim Dale is the one who does the American versions of Harry Potter. Right. Fabulous. Does he have an English accent? Yes, he does. <laughs> does he? Oh my gosh. If you've never <laughs> listened to Harry Potter on tape, we would do that with my son uh and my we would fall asleep. We would go to the library and 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 check out the CDs. I've right. probably listened to I've listened to every one of the Harry Potters on CD. I've listened to I've I've read every one of the books probably twice, at least three times for some of the ones in the beginning, and I've seen every one of the movies at least four times. Oh yeah, I've seen the movies quite often. I've seen every one. I haven't of read them. a single book. I did, well, they're pretty thick. It I picked up the like, first one and I believe. Well, mm. it started this way. And got to yeah, be that way, yeah. you know. And it got. My it, wife read them all. She loved it. It went from lighthearted to dark. It was almost like The Hobbit to The Return of the King. Right. Um, it, it was darker and darker and darker. But I really think that we've lost that. Love of books? That love of books. And mm-hmm. I think the movies and I think the ease of, of, of seeing it on the screen or on your phone or whatever has ripped that book out of our hands because it takes time to do that. We have to, unlike you, I think we are a society now that says, I'm too lazy to imagine. (laughs) Just tell me what it's like. Yeah, let me have it in a two-hour increment. Let me have it in two-hour increments, (laughs) and I don't have to imagine what that looked like. Yeah, somebody else can do it for me. Somebody, you know... Josh Whedon, or, or or is that his name? From Whedon, uh, no, the directors of the Avengers. Oh, Josh uh, Whedon. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yes. I think that's his name. Tell me how to J.J. Abrams. Show me what Star Trek is like. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to imagine. Yeah. You know, tell me what it's like now. I. It, and that's what saddens me, I think, a little bit about it. Um, when you talk in the nerddom and people who boast so strongly about their nerdiness, 
right. um, have, have only invested their time in certain areas. Right. Not, not the whole thing of, you know what, go back and read the book. Now, obviously, there are tons of, of people for their love of Star Wars, their love of Transformers, their love of Avengers, and they have spent their times in the comic books. Right. Of them. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people who have invested time, but I think there's a lot of of laziness out there nowadays that says, God, you know how long it's going to take me to read this book? <laughs> I know. It's going to take me forever. And I'm going to have to think and I'm going to have to imagine and and to hell with that. And no, and, and it really I think it used to be the thing that hooked people. There used to be that love of, oh my gosh, there's a story, because that used to be all there was. Right. You know, there right. was that time. Did you read as a, as a child? Oh, yeah. Was it oh, yeah. just comic books or was no, it? No, no. I read, shoot, at the time, when I was younger, I read a lot of westerns. Okay. Um, You know, Louis L'Amour. Louis L'Amour. Uh, those type of westerns and um, uh, usually the ones... Uh, well, I'm stumbling. Yeah, <laughs> the history type: Daniel Boone, uh, oh. Davy Crockett. I love to read about those kind of guys. Now, see, when I was young, um, especially in elementary school, the only thing I would read were biographies. Really? I loved biographies, and that's what I would encourage anybody to read now. We do, that has gone um, by the wayside, I think. Right. The idea of the biography. Because, oh my gosh, we're reading about, this is a real person. That's neither mythology or science fiction at all. That's just, you're telling me about... That's history. <laughs> George Washington Carver. Yeah. Uh, you want to read a, a great, you know, and then we get so thrown off. Because we confuse our young people with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. George Washington and and the Knights of the Round Table, you know, whatever it would be, yeah. we've now can we've now confused. But true biographies of of people who overcome Martin Luther King Jr. or Thomas Jefferson or Thomas Edison, I mean, any of those, read, 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 and I I I think. Um, I think there needs to be a new, a revival of of science fiction imagination. Because what I see now is, it's such a small little clump. Superheroes. Right. Or superheroes. Or Star Wars. Kind of I mean, does seem like superheroes keep, have taken over. We just over. keep doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, Ender's Game that came out, which mm -hmm. was a which was based on a book. Yes, good uh, book. Uh, 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 <laughs> it actually surprised me at the end. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's how good it was. It was, yeah. it was written very yeah. well, and I mean, it, it was something new. I thought, but we time. really have kind of lost that idea. We seem to be rehashing and talking about where is the new science fiction? Where is the revival of old? science fiction. So what I want you what I wanted you to do is to um we're kind of start uh, Terry's Terry's book club. So <laughs> what what I want to do and we're going to put it on our website nerdwaveradio.com. Um I want you to pick out a book that that if you were to say to a uh 
a nerd of any age. Right. Start, read this. Read this. If you have a love of science fiction, yeah. If you have a love of science fiction, this is the book that we're going to read. We're going to make a section on Nerdwave Radio. We're going to put it on our Facebook, and we're going to say, this is Terry's suggestion. Read this science fiction. Okay. Well, yeah. what would it be? I know a couple of well, you know, I mean, oh boy, there's some classics. I know there's some just some some great stuff out there. But yeah, which is, but if 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 you were to say if you were to say to somebody, I'm gonna read this and you'll be hooked on science fiction. This is what you need to start with right here. Okay. What would it be? And then we're gonna put it on our Facebook. We're gonna put it on Nerdwave Radio. What would it be? Ooh, that's. I'd have to look through all my books to see which one. Well, we need one tonight. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need one tonight. Uh, does it have to be science fiction? No. No. It could be anything. Well, because I, I kind of like the books, too, that sort of make you think as well. Um, so, so give us a book. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me go through my library. Okay. While you're thinking about that, I want to introduce you to a new uh, a new nerd website that I found, oh, yeah. and I think it's pretty cool. Cool. It's called nerdsinbabeland.com. Nerdsinbabeland.com. Just type it in nerdsinbabeland.com. Here's what it looks like. It's uh, your source for news, updates, reviews, and all things cool and geeky, made for geek, made by geek. So maybe you're talking a little bit about geekdom, and is there a difference? Maybe, maybe not. You should go and check it out, though. It has a bunch of cool things. Um, you can buy things. Um, it's 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 got a place in there that you can support um, indie artists and local comic shops, um, which are obviously struggling right now. It, it just right. you know the comic. So it is a great uh, nerd. Geeky website. Go and check it out. It's called Nerds in Babeland. Nerdsinbabeland.com. That's what it looks like right there on your screen. Go and check it out. I think it will be uh I think you will really, really enjoy it. So have you got something yet? Have you come up with something? Um, well, I've been reading here lately. I've been reading a lot of uh I went and forgot the guy's name. Okay. The writer of the War of the Worlds. Orson Welles? No, no. no. He, he, he was, was the, the one who did it. He was the director. He was the director of it. Who wrote it? Um, uh, I don't know who wrote War of the Worlds. Do I need to find it? Maybe because my phone's acting funny. Okay, let's just let's just type that in real quick. Who wrote uh, War of the Worlds? Well, Edgar Rice Burroughs. There we go. Is that who it is? Yeah, actually, if you want to read a good series, do read his uh, "A Princess of Mars." Okay. I mean, that's that's how one long of the, a series is it? I mean, is that, it like let's a, see, that a lot of books? Um, trying to remember how many there are. That's well, more than a trilogy, maybe six books. Okay. It um, it's kind of a standalone though. The very first one is. All right. So, so that's the that's the book we're going to start with. Sure. And what's it called again? A Princess of Mars. A Princess of Mars. Edgar Rice Burroughs. You can't go wrong. Now, uh, <laughs> now, is it is it old? Yes. He let's see. This one would be back in the possibly the seventies or sixties. Okay. As I first started reading them when I was very young, you know, young teenager, and it's one of the books that I think kind of gravitated me towards science fiction. 
Look for it on our website at nerdwaveradio.com. What we're going to do is is I will find it and we will put a link to it. I'm sure there's a link to it to amazon.com. Um, but one of the things that we're going to do is is Nerdwave Radio. Um, if you're listening to the show, uh, send us an email at nerdwaveradiotonight. Nerd, no, excuse me, nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. Nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. First one that we get, ask for the book. We'll find a copy of it and send it to you. Of the oh, yeah. fir- of the first one. Uh, what's it called again? A Princess of Mars. A Princess of Mars. Written mm. by... Edgar Rice Burroughs. Edgar... Edgar? Edgar. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Burroughs. Nerdwave Tonight, anybody who out there is listening, just email us, nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. Tell us you want the book. First one to, to give us an email. We will send you a copy and get you going on this reading of science fiction. Not just that, but just maybe a love uh, of reading because I really like, I would really love it if that were to come back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure authors all over the world would love that to come back again um, <laughs> so that they can put down their pen and stop writing the stupid screenplay so they can get it on the uh, on the big screen and maybe get it into the bookstores uh, where you can sit down again yep. and and stop letting other people do your imagining for exactly. you. Exactly. Do your imagining for you. Uh, I, I think that that's one of the things that we're missing. We're, we're missing that in our youth uh, a lot, I think, yeah. is that whole idea of that ability to imagine. Right. right. And and so uh, young kids, stay away from Game of Thrones. You don't need to see <laughs> that maybe later on when you're older. Yeah. Um, but, but we're going to do the Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, A Princess of Mars, Email us, nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. Also, if you can't remember it, just go to nerdwaveradio.com. We'll have it there. We'll also have it on our mobile page at m.nerdwaveradio.com. We're also going to put it on our Facebooks. Facebooks, Facebook. um, Terry's uh, book pick of the month. Right. Right there. And actually, well, you know what? Well, this one was actually made into a movie. Uh-huh. Which most yeah. of the, which most John, of the I think science fiction, Carter I'm sure they yeah. they were. Yeah. 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 So and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's a ripoff of." I can't even remember what show it was like. Well, no, technically, because this book was written before. Yeah, because wasn't the movie out that John Carter? I mean, is isn't that the one that you were talking about? Yeah, that's his name, John Carter. Isn't it the guy who goes to Mars? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I saw that movie, and I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it, but I yeah, thought it was, I thought it was good. good. It was okay. It could jump really high. Yeah, because yeah. of the gravity being lighter. So it's based on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's made from that. I mean, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, so you should read the book. <laughs> I should read the book. I'm going to email myself and be the first one to get the book from Edgar Rice Burroughs. That's going to be That'll fantastic. Work. So be looking, about, uh, be looking for that. Again, Nerdwave Radio. Dot com or email us at nerdwavetonight at gmail. First email that we get, we're going to send you that book uh, so that you can start your love of reading of science fiction. I'm not saying you have to stop watching it on the screen. Uh, no, 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 no. But read about it in the book because there's fantastic science fiction, mythology. There's great books out there that encourage you to imagine. And I think that's the basis of being a nerd 
is that ability to, to to look at things and imagine things in a different way. Whether it be transformers, you look at it and say, I'm not sure how that became a car. Or I'm not sure how that car became a robot that actually looks like a human. Yeah. Um, but people just absolutely love that. And uh, maybe we can get some people reading. So be, be looking for Terry's uh, book pick of the month. Uh, this month it's going to be Edgar Rice Burroughs' Princess of Mars. Yeah. We're going to put that out there. We're out of time. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We, we're, we are going to talk about Age of Ultron, though. It's yes, out I will here watch it. in I will our go and watch it. It is out now in our sleepy little town. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can go and see it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to review it a little bit. We want to know what you think about it. Um, I've already seen it twice. I thought it was fantastic. You've already watched it twice? I've already watched it twice. I've only seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I actually saw it a couple days. you got to catch up. I actually saw it a couple days before it came out. Ooh, you cheated. Oh, a little illegally. Bit. No, I'm not, well, saying, I'm not saying that well, I did it. I'm not saying I did it illegally. I'm saying I had the ability to review the movie uh, before it came out. There you go. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. We want to know what you think. So join us next Monday at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time uh, for more Nerd Wave Radio. We're going to talk about Age of Ultron. Let us know what you think. Again, be looking to try and get that book. Edgar Rice Burroughs, The Princess of Mars. Go to NerdWave Tonight at gmail.com. So uh, for everybody here uh, at NerdWave, for Terry, for myself, we're going to go out uh, with one of my most favorite songs. Mm. Um, Annie Lennox singing Into the West, uh, which is the song on uh, on the soundtrack of the movie After Return of the King. And everybody's crying. It's so sad because we never thought that we would ever see uh, this mythology again. And then, by golly, the dollars fell into place. <laughs> and Peter Jackson was able to make uh, The Hobbit. Yeah. And, and we fell in love with the Misty Mountains. So yeah. uh, we want to encourage you. Check out our website. Once again, nerdwavetonight at gmail.com. We hope to see you next week. God bless.